In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. good because we can still beat the Steelers and get the playoffs but we did lose to the Jets but I'm here with Jack and Ian Wright. Jack how you feeling mate? Just deflated. Um, it, it was it was the one you had in the bag it was like you could see the root of the Browns not making the playoffs everyone else wins out um, it comes down to one of them you, you finish the season 11 and 5 and you don't make it and you're like right that's 11 and 5 10 and yeah, eleven and five, and then you're like, yeah, this, that'd suck, but it's not the end of the world. If you finish eleven and five and don't make the playoffs, you're just so unlucky. It's ridiculous. I didn't see a route where we didn't beat the Jets, and yeah, COVID sucks. To be fair, losing the wide receivers wasn't that big of a difference. Um, obviously, we'll talk about it. It's about losing your three of your top six O linemen, and uh, we should have still beaten the Jets. That forget all that. Forget all the officiating. Forget all the other nonsense. We should have beat the Jets today. But Jack, eleven and five, we do make the playoffs, though. Yeah, but that. Yep. That that could have been playing for a division or something better. Whereas, where are we now stacked in that? Are we got a harder route to the playoffs? There's things that we could have taken care of that we didn't. Okay, Ian. Ian, right, right, right. How are you, sir? I'm good, Paul. You know, I'm just uh, trying to get over the loss. It was uh, it was a tough one, but in fairness, Jack, so by the Steelers winning, we had no shot at the divisional. By beating the Jets, the only thing we would have done is locked up a wild card. Uh, most likely the five seed for the wild card, because if we would have beat the Jets and then beat the Steelers, we finished 12-4. and four. We'd have had the five, which would mean we'd have played the four, so... You know, at this point, you're going to go down into the maybe the the six or seven potentially, which kind of maybe stacks us up against uh, maybe the Steelers and uh, the Bills. So we kind of maybe avoid the AFC South, but we could be uh, playing the Steelers in the playoffs. You never know. It does open the door for that. You never know. And um, guys, I just want to be really frank. If you don't beat the Jets, do we deserve to be in the playoffs? And uh, it's quite tough terms. Jack, what do you think about that? Um, I, I think it's it's not one you can clearly look at that. Obviously, if if we were fully healthy and we can't beat the Jets, then yeah, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. When you're missing as many pieces as we did, um, it's not really... If that team's obviously going into the playoffs, then there's no way we're going to win because <laughs> without four wide receivers, three O-linemen, um, it's never going to happen. So it, I'd take it with a pinch of salt. It's not something that's going to dictate um, my outlook on next week or even a, a first playoff game, if, fingers crossed, we do get one. Well, Ian, let's go straight into the podcast. Out of 10, what are you giving our offence today? You know, it's weird because when we talk about the offence, like Jack just mentioned, you're down your top four wide receivers. 
you're down, you're down two of your starting O linemen. You're down your swing offensive linemen. And it, I think what it did is it showed that the Browns offense is systematic. And when the system is not functioning, the system has issues. When we can't establish the run, when we can't set up play action, we're not a very effective offense. So in grading the offense, do we grade the offense in terms of the personnel that were out there or what it was potential? Because the offense was bad. I mean, it was ugly in every sense of the word. Maybe a two or a three in normal. Maybe I give them a four just for the sake of they were out there with, you know, getting into New Jersey late. The wide receivers are running a walkthrough in the parking garage of the hotel at 815 this morning. I mean, I still, like Jack said, we should have beaten the Jets, and I think it took a lot of things going against us for that to happen. But overall, the offense didn't look good. I mean, I, I don't know how you even grade them. It's, I'll give them a four Jack, what number would you based go on with? a consolation. I, I can see Ian's point, and, yeah, I, I think, as we've always said with O-line, you, you can lose one, and you're usually okay. You can lose, if you lose two, you're really struggling. It was almost like we'd lost three of that top six because the guy that you come in to replace him was gone as well. So um, it more or less ruins everything um, there. So I'm between a three and a four. I, I, I think I'm going to go a three still because it was bad. Um Obviously, there there was a couple of little flashes late on. Um, the first Baker sneak I absolutely loved. Um, it was like some. Um, there was a couple of moments with Baker. The first little sneak looked like something out of like Scooby Doo. It just looked surreal where he's like sneaking around the corner, curled up in a ball, and it, he went about five yards on a QB sneak. And then there was the other time where he's flushed out of the pocket, and it was almost in slow mo where he does a one eighty and starts going the other way. And the defenders are trying to turn and chase him. That looked like something out of Scooby Doo as well. Um, so th- there was odd moments, but I'm, I, I feel it should still be a three because it's still the Jets. Um, obviously, it would suck losing Greg Williams. Um, it would have been ideal if he'd have been there because it would have been a blitz nine out of ten plays, and we'd have probably played a bit better. But um, go, 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 go! Greg got himself sacked. Jack, are you any more? In the camp of giving uh, Baker a extension or no? Oh, they're, they're, I said before the season he needed to be paying at Mahomes style level to get an extension off of this season. Um, it was sort of I say Mahomes, I'm talking like a top three QB um, across the entire year, which he's not. Um, what I would do with him now is I would still give him the option, but I'm saying let's see it next season. Um, if he's the first half of next season, if he's performing that, then obviously you can start negotiations now and go, look, this is what we think the deal will look like. You hit this bar and we'll get it signed middle of next season. Um, so you can have a really frank and honest discussion. Um, but yeah, we're under no pressure. So let's see the first half of next season um, and get it done mid-season. Um, doesn't bother me. There's no point hurrying into it, but by all means, you can give him the option. Ian, why do you think the running game didn't work for us in the first half? I think that when you remove a valuable chip like Nick Harris, I'm sorry, like Wyatt Teller and replace him with Nick Harris, 
that's a, that's a big drop. I mean, that's going from one of the top rated all pro level guards to a guy that hasn't played guard and hasn't started at guard in nearly a decade since college. The issue we run into is, is when teams know we can't run the ball and like the jets, the jets have some good down linemen. We decide we're going to come out and try to open them up with the pass game to set up the run, which is the right thing to do. You come out, you say, all right, Marcus may get out of the box. We'll hit Austin Hooper. We'll hit Austin Hooper. We'll hit, you know, Jamarcus Bradley. We'll try to loosen them up a little bit. But the Jets at no point really ever respected the run game. I mean, at halftime, Chubb had, what, seven carries for five yards. So Jedrick Wills not being on the outside meant we had backside penetration pretty much all game. Baker knew it. You could tell he was a little bit flustered in the pocket. Flashes of 2019, Baker Mayfield showed up again because he got pressure. He didn't believe and trust in his O-line. You're not going to be able to run the ball when you remove one offensive lineman for the right side, one offensive line from the left side. You can't pick a side. It's not like you can set Hooper over there and help out. Okay, we're going to help out Kendall Lamb, who struggled. Oh, well, now the one sack that Baker took, I mean, was Nick Harris standing in the way? Did he even offer a breath of air? I mean, those are the things you run into. And like I said, the Browns offense is a system. And when the system isn't firing on all cylinders, it looks bad. It felt like Hooper, you know, he got hit a lot of times today, but he wasn't catching everything. You think that was more Baker throwing or just um, defense or just Hooper? Jack? It seemed a little bit high, quite a lot of the stuff that got thrown at Hooper. So, uh, yeah, probably should have done a little bit better. But he's he's not been great this season. Um, He's not playing as the player that was last year, why he got paid. He's been good, don't get me wrong, but when you're paid as one of the top couple of tight ends in the NFL. Good's not good enough. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's what it is. We, we've basically got the similar level of production from all three tight ends um, in terms of like PFF grade and things like that. And you, that that's not right. Um, when you're putting that much in, he should be solidly a uh, sort of top eight, tight end in the NFL so um, obviously we're, he's, he's still here for another three years nothing's going to change there but um, we really want to be seeing more from him and Juku I thought he, he made some good catches he looked like he really cared today do you think um, we're just going to see out his contract Ian? I think Najuku or David Najoku, the, the, the Nigerian prince, I think he will be looking for greener pastures next year. As Jack said, I mean, we're not getting too much out of Hooper in terms of the offensive production, but I will say a couple of those throws were definitely not on target. We're definitely high. Um, I think Hooper does a pretty good job catching using his big frame. Um, the one in the end zone, I wish he'd have come down with, but with Najuku, it's just, it's ups and downs. His athleticism isn't really being shown. I mean, he's catching the balls underneath, getting tackled pretty quickly. So I have a funny feeling he's going to look elsewhere and will not be in the Browns uniform next year. And Isabella really? traded to the Cardinals for Andy Isabella. Um, Njoku and a sixth, I'm going to say, for Andy Isabella. Book it. You heard it here first, Jack's called it. Anything else, Jack, you want to talk about the offense? I think we've covered everything. I just think it's driving that point home because we've heard it time and time again. And I went off on a rant at halftime as everyone's sort of expected it by now. It's just, I've heard, oh, running back this, running back that. Um, 
Nick Chubb does X, Y, and Z. Doesn't matter about the O-line. We just saw a perfect example of it's all about the O-line. Running production is about your O-line. Um, his rookie season, what was he behind? The best interior O-line in the NFL um, this season so far. Best in uh, best O-line in passing and running um, in the league. Um, it's, it's a phenomenal O-line and that's where the money needs to go. Keep the money there. Sod the running backs. Um, if there was one position room that you lose even a week before um, a game on offense and you don't skip a beat, it's the running backs. If you lose all your wide receivers, you lose all your alignment, you lose your quarterback. That stuff hurts. Um, I was surprised in a way how little losing the wide receivers hurt. But uh, yeah, losing the O-lineman was uh, brutal. And uh, Chris Hubbard, he's had a really good season. I think if he was able to play, it, we're talking about a different game. Um, it's as crazy as that. But um, no, make sure we pay uh, White Teller. Man needs some money this offseason. And Jack, just to stay on you, man. What, what do you reckon uh, White Teller is going to cost us for, say, a uh, three-year deal per year? I reckon probably around 12 million. Um, because oh, yeah. He's only, yeah, because he's only done it in one year. That much? Oh, yeah. Why not? If he, We have the first and third best uh, guard in the NFL this year, according to PFF. So, um, dude needs pain. You reckon it's going to cost that much, though? Because, um, sorry, mate, to put you on the spot, but any idea what he's on at the moment? Or Oh, he'll be um, on peanuts, but he's on a rookie deal. So, you can't really compare his rookie deal at, like, basically a million a year with what a guard gets. Um, but let's... I'm not questioning, like, you know, PFF he comes through as top guard, but I'm surprised that he would get 12 million a year. And sorry for saying, um, sorry for looking at not as a name, like he's not like a household name. And that's probably why I'm thinking that. But I thought that he would be probably around five to six million a year. So if he was a household name, I think he would be getting around the sort of just over 15. Um, so yeah. I'm already baking in a, uh, a discount um, just for him not having the name value. But yeah, I, I, I think he's entitled to be asking for uh, that sort of 12 million range. Um, yeah, we, we might get him down to sort of 11 by guaranteeing more um, and stuff there. Maybe he is... I can't see it being lower than 10. 10 the lowest it could be. Somewhere in the 10 to 12 range makes sense, uh, depending on structure. Obviously, if they do what they sort of did with Njoku, with Garrett, with uh, Hooper, go really heavy on the incentive, uh, sort of guarantees, I think they probably get it down to 10. But do you want to be guaranteeing 10 at sort of three, four years? Or do you want a deal at, say, 12, where you've done it for two years, but if he regresses, you can sort of get out. But... Um, no, at the end of the day, the key person that needs an extension is uh, O-line coach. Uh, name's gone. Ian? Bill Callahan. That's the one. The only thing Ian, I will say about Teller, I think Teller will probably end up in that average per year of like 10, 8 to 10. He struggles more in pass pro. He's obviously predominantly better in run blocking, which means you're talking wide zone schemes. You're talking run blocking. 
you know, even in Buffalo, he didn't have this level of success. So in a free agent market, he's not going to a team like the Saints or a team like the Chiefs, you know, where they're more spread it out, open offenses. You know, you're talking about more of a little bit more of a limited segment of the teams that would be able to take Teller. So I think if the Browns came in with an average of, you know, eight, 10 million a year, so to say, made sure that the guaranteed money was up there with Pi. I think that you'd be able to keep Teller around. He still does have a little bit of way to go with his pass blocking. But yeah, right now he definitely excels in that wide zone run blocking scheme, which by the way, we didn't see a lot of today because we didn't have Wyatt Teller. So there you go. He's more important to this team than most. So I think knock a little bit off there. Four years, 40 million. That's kind of the ballpark I'm looking at. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a five-year deal. Just looking at sort of the market for lots of guards, what they've signed. There's a few four... Um, yeah, deals in there, but the vast majority do seem to be five years, so uh, could be something to keep an eye on. And they've seemed to prefer the longer deals because you can spread that um, signing bonus off over as many years as possible. All right, guys. Well, Ian, I'm going to put you on the spot, mate. We've all agreed three for the offense. Ian, what are you saying for defense? And number two. It was it was not good. I mean, you gave up 23 points to the Jets. I understand that, you know, what, 10 of them came on turnovers from the offense. Um, but the, the defense is not good. I mean, it's not. It's not good. There's there's not many things that are good about the defense. The linebackers were obviously very thin today. Um, I thought individually we had good games out of Denzel Ward. We had good games out of Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon. Sheldon Richardson had a great game on special teams. Um, but outside of that, I mean, my man, Andrew Sandejo made a beautiful tackle to keep the Browns in it, which quickly dissipated when Baker kicked the ball around. But the defense was bad. I mean, bad. <laughs> Two, three. It's not high. He lost to the Jets. Jack, what number are you going to go with? I'm trying to work out if I can go as high as two. Um, it's one or two. It doesn't get much worse than that. It, it was... It was awful. I I, th- I think I can keep it at a two, but um, yeah, no, no one was no one was getting anything many, done. Paul, how many interceptions did we have? Was it three? How many interceptions? No, sorry, I think of sacks. Um, uh, zero interceptions. Are. Yeah, zero interceptions. How many fumbles? Browns or the uh, Jets? I'm saying, how many fumbles did our defense force? Now, I know that all the people out there are like, but the refs took one away. But five pass breakups, Zero. and that was it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you had, you had no turnovers. Nothing. Now, I know we should have had a defensive touchdown, which would have obviously changed the score. And, yes, it was a fumble. Yes, it was dumb to blow the ball dead. I get it. But guess what? It's one of those things where when you're playing the Jets, you have to overcome that. Um the defense had a couple sacks, um, a couple pass breakups, and a lot of poop sandwiches. Yeah, it was it was um, very annoying. I think if our defense stepped up, then we could have beaten the Jets so many times. Our coverage was so poor. Our secondary was so poor. And Jack, I don't know how you feel about this, but I would love us to draft first, second, and third round, and our second, third round all defensive players. Well, it's something I've been making the case for of why you go after someone like a uh, Alan Robinson, if he is there on uh, offense and you can move on from 
Jarvis, you move on from Odell and you go spend that money on a Justin Simmons, maybe as go out there and spend big money on a safety. Um, I don't think there's going to be a cornerback on the market, but there's always at least one safety and just really put the money there because that way you can move Higgins up to your wide receiver too. And you move that money out of your wide receiver room and into the defense because it's all about the secondary. And for however good Miles Garrett is, Miles Garrett is a special, special defensive end. It's all about the secondary. If your secondary is not good, it doesn't matter what your pass rush is doing. Um, and that's where the focus and everything needs to be. Um, yeah, D-lines are nice, but you're talking sort of 60-40. If the coverage isn't right, who cares what's going on up front? It is a bit of both, but you can scheme pass rush. You cannot scheme coverage. If the coverage isn't good, it's not there. And if you want to play dime, nickel, dime, um, because at the end of the day, the standard in the NFL is a nickel defense. So that's talking five um, starting DBs, add in a couple of rotational pieces, seven. If you're going to play nickel, add another one in there. You need eight. And what have we got at the moment that we know of? We've got Ward and Harrison. We've got two. Greedy and Delpit are obviously both possibles. So you can say, hey, we've got four of our eight. We need more pieces there desperately. Money Mitch could make it five. Um, but that's got to go up. We've got to be sitting there at eight and going, look, we've got eight guys that we really like. Um, yeah, Greedy might not play. Money Mitch might just be a backup. But that gives you a nice group of eight. And that's where we need to be racing towards. You, there needs to be solid investment there. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'll happily go out and spend some money, um, draft some more corners, uh, get someone in the slot. Because the slot cornerback market is dirt cheap. Um, there were some great corners. Nicole Roby Coleman went for peanuts. Um, I think there was four um, slot corners that went for peanuts. We can just go out and pick one up. There, there's plenty based on last off season. So um, yeah, really go and invest in there. Um, don't care about linebackers. We can make it work on the D line, but yeah, put a, spend some money. I, I'd, I'd move some of the money out that wide receiver and really invest um, in our secondary because yeah, at the end of the day we've got Woods who wants to put six out there and um, the only reason we're seeing so many linebackers is because we can't even put together four DBs let alone six Jack real quick question would you be happy if the Browns take a corner in the uh, first round um, I wouldn't mind it but corner is quite a risky position um, in terms of draft history it's one of the positions where you see a lot of UDFA successful um, corner can get a bit messy. I I think if you're going in the first, I'd look between either an edge, which I, I, I know I've just said not the best investment, or a um, wide receiver. Um, but certainly in, in those top sort of four picks in the top three rounds, um, I would love to see two, probably two in the secondary, one on the uh, edge and uh, a wide receiver. Potentially another alignment. Oh, because uh, they might not keep Hubbard. All right, well, look, I think we. Um, Ian's gone with, are we going to go for one or two on a defence? Two. Ian, two okay with you? Two. 
All right, well, let's, let's, let's move on. Otherwise, we'll be all night. Next question is the special teams. Ian, what are you going to give these special teams out of 10? You know, it's weird because obviously Parky, his ability to hit the posts, the crossbars, the stanchions, whatever it is, is second to no kicker I've ever seen before. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter. I know a lot of people out there want to crush Cody Parkey. Um, the Jets had two kicks blocked. So the special teams, I thought the return game was all right. Um, I thought we did a good job containing them on kick coverage. Um, I thought the two block kicks were good. Um, you know, Hammer had a good game. The 61-yard field goal was a, a bit of an interesting call, but I'd, I'd say a five. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought they were pretty net neutral. I don't know what you guys think. I just – I didn't see a lot. I didn't see a lot of bad. I didn't see a lot of good. So, I'm sticking right in the middle of the five. All right, Jack, I'll let you go next, mate. I'm a, I'm a three here. Um, if we – yeah, we look at Parky, and um, I think part of the reason why the decision was made um, on the really long one is just Scottish Hammer's got a, a bigger leg. Um, so I, I don't mind that decision to go for it. Um, obviously, yeah, hitting the stanchion, my God. Um, it's not good. Um, I, I didn't think the Scottish Hammer had a great game and it's not been a good season for him. Um, it's one where I'd be surprised if there's not serious competition at both punter and kicker at camp next year, um, which sucks because... Um, obviously had a phenomenal season last year, but it's very much in the uh, bottom section in the league this year. Um, it's why, I'd, unless you get Justin Tucker, just don't pay anyone because the less guarantees you've got and you can easily walk away, the better. Um, so it's one where, yeah, our boy Charlie Hewlett lives on, um, but we could look to overhaul anything. And uh, the reason why I think it's got to be a three again is that horrendous idiot Muffet, make him walk home. Just give him some bus money and send him on his way. How can you end up hitting the standing leg on a punter? It's just stupid. There is no need for it. And um, obviously that didn't end up turning into points because I think they got a first down and then went three and out. But that's just wasting time on the clock where um, you can do more stuff and you can keep going. Um, and it just sort of kills that momentum. So, uh, no, for me, it's a three. Um, I think we we could just do so much more. Yeah, I've got to say, I was really disappointed. You know, even kick returns, with the talent the Browns have got, we never seem to get 25 yards. Even the Jets were getting 40, you know, you know good positions. It just seems week in, week out, we don't seem to get good um, position of kick returns and it, it, it's very frustrating and I'm not, I'm not blaming the Ernest um, it could have been people Jones blah 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 it, it seems something's not right of our special teams just to get that good position um, regarding our kicker yeah he's coming done okay but yeah um, I always thought he's got the like chop third... he's chopped. chop him chop him yeah. chop him chop him chop him yeah, he's getting he's getting shot, but like, you know, Greg Joseph, for example, he came in confident and made a lot of kicks. Parky, I don't feel so confident. It is Parky going to be our kicker in week seventeen? 
Yes. Yes, 100%. Well, who else could we pick, especially with COVID rules? I wouldn't surprise me if they're searching around because there's quite a few on uh, practice squads and things. If there's some that aren't protected, don't don't we have a second kicker on our practice squad? Yes, we brought someone in, but I think it's the kicker. Um, I thought it was a punter. Yeah, I think he's a kicker, not a punter. I think he's a kicker. But no, it's going to be Parky. You look around the league; kicking is an issue this year. It really is. Unless you have Justin Tucker, you don't have anyone. Yeah, but I, I was I mean, saying Dan that, Bailey. Having... Dan Bailey, Dan Carlson, Boswell. Um, I mean, look at the guy, uh, Bullock, on the cyber, Zane out in Arizona. I mean, all these guys. Robbie Gold was missing kicks left and right yesterday. His nickname is Good as Gold. It's just a struggle right now in the NFL with these kicks. I was having the discussion. Um, if we went and uh, bagged a uh, TD to end the game, do, do we go for two or do we try kick it? Had they lost that much faith in him? I mean, I think they would have kicked it. I think the odds are better in the 90% that he makes the kick as opposed to the oh, yeah, 50% the, that he makes the two-point. The standard is 95 to 55%, but uh, I, I didn't know if they had just lost faith in him. If they'd have been able to go down the drive the field and score, I think you tie it up. You have the momentum. The Jets weren't doing all of that much. I mean, they had the trick play and the blown coverage, but outside of that, they didn't do much all game. Yeah, that really interesting. That game made it to OT. The Browns were winning it. Really interestingly, um, Scott Shammer did tell me that end of the season, uh, he was brought into with the Haslam's and said, "Look, I um, I've been guaranteed the job for next year. You know, we really back you. Blah blah blah. I wonder how he feels this year, or what he's been told this year. I I, I still think he's got a good shot." being that guy, because we know he has got it in his locker. But um, I'm just saying that they would look to bring in, I think, a UDFA, because it's the only sensible place where you you never draft a special team. It's just stupid. Yeah, what, um, what? But I Side consider him bringing in a UDFA um, to challenge him because I, I just... I, I, I don't, he hasn't done enough this year where you're going, he's a lock to make the 53. Well... We have got Matthew McCrane on our um, practice squad at the moment. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> How dare you? Kickers matter. Kansas State University signed by the Cardinals as an undrafted free agent in 2018. Ian, anything you want to say? No, I just – this one's – like I said, the Browns, they got the the one in Pittsburgh they needed to clinch. They need to refocus. They need to get their shit back together and get ready for next week because the Pittsburgh team is struggling. You know, how they squeaked out the win today was quite interesting in that game. I watched them both. So, like I said, I think, I think the Browns need to right the ship. Ultimately, remember that if Buffalo beats Miami next week, the Browns are in. So, that also is the case as well. Yeah, let's let us let us go into the playoffs. Let's let's get this. Uh, oh, sorry. What number are we going to go with the special teams? Three. Ian, I said five. So let's just go with four. We'll split the difference. You have two blocks. No, I give my little love. Ian, I'm I'm a bit negative on this. I'm going to go with three. Okay. Hey, your name's on the headline, buddy. You go. You go. You're out. <laughs> I still love you, Cody. Well, that's, well, that's very nice of you. But um, all right. Playoffs. It is simple as this. 
Browns beat the Steelers, we go through. All agree? Yeah, uh, that's 100%. Yep. The Colts win, which I don't think is ever going to happen. Sorry, the Jags win, beat the Colts, we go through, whatever happens. Yeah, I can't see and then this is, And then there's a real interesting third scenario where um, the Bills, the, sorry, the Dolphins win, the Texans win both their games, and the Ravens win. And the Titans lose out, I think. The yeah, Titans lose both the games we're in. Titans have to beat the yeah. Packers tonight. It's weird, but at the end of the day, beat the Steelers. You, you want to go into the playoffs on a two-game losing streak? No. The, the, the dream, obviously, for the Browns is that we're flexed to the late game and then the number two seed or whichever, vice versa, is all locked up before we play um, because then they're more likely to throw out backups. Ben Roethlisberger refused to answer the question on would he be playing next week um, when he was asked post-game press conference, but uh, it's one to keep an eye on. They might feel, hey, he's old and washed, less. Bench him for a uh, a week, just to give him that extra time to recover. Um, but they might obviously be more focused on getting that number two seed if they're still on offer. Really interesting. The Browns are still sixty eight percent chance of making the playoffs, which I think is extremely high. Right. I think that's it, guys. We'll uh, hit you next week, um, Tuesday, Wednesday time with a, uh, a pre-game show. Yeah, I'm yeah. really interested to hear about the PFF grades. They ain't going to be good. And ultimately, oh. this is going to be the biggest test of uh, Stefanski's career. You know, he's going to have to, his young coaching career, get the guys right. You know, realistically, he won't have any of those wide receivers back until, what, Wednesday? So they'll know about Wills. Hopefully, I think the thought was to keep Keller ready. You could see Ronnie Harrison back for the Steelers game. I mean, the Browns are going to have to really rally the troops and, you know, get their shit together because otherwise they're going to go and they're going to get embarrassed in Week 17 again. And that's what we don't want. All right, guys. Well, look, it's not over the... It's not end of the season. We've still got a good chance to beat the Steelers. And if we beat the Steelers, we deserve to be in the playoffs. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.